Well, hi there. Welcome again to another episode of Ninja on the Loose. I'm George, and if you hear some noises in the background, it's because I'm in my home office and I've got uh, both of the computers running. One day, I will have a soundproof booth. It's not really a goal of mine, but you never know. It just might happen. Anyway, as it turns out, we're coming up towards Canadian Thanksgiving, which is always in October. And, you know, it's just a time of year that, I'll be honest with you, doesn't really stand out in our house because we eat turkey a lot. If you're a turkey fan, uh, you'll like this particular podcast because I'm going to share with you some pretty cool things about turkey. But first, uh, back to our eating habits. Uh, We eat turkey frequently during the year. It's not uncommon for us to uh, buy a turkey when they're on sale and uh, have cold turkey sandwiches for days, which is uh, my most favorite part of eating turkey. But when it comes to actually eating turkey, we have one actually that uh, my wife picked up a couple days ago, a smaller one. I think she said it was a three-pounder. Five pounder? Not a very big turkey. I I don't know that I've seen too many of that size before, but uh, it's just for the two of us, so we don't need a big giant turkey. Uh, She didn't stuff it, we just roasted it. And uh, what I like about turkey is I'm a big white meat fan. Anytime I'm at a big turkey feast of any kind, if it's a family feast or a holiday feast, I'm a white meat guy. Never have been fond of dark meat. I don't know what the thing is, but I just prefer the white meat. And it turns out, oddly enough, that there's less calories in the white meat. And apparently it's a little bit better for you. Now, I don't know, I think any turkey meat's probably good for you, but for some reason there's some differences between white and the dark. And like I said, that's not why I eat white, but for some reason it's always been my preference. And I can say it goes back to when I was a kid. I can trace it at least that far back. So I don't know if you are a turkey fan or not, Uh, if you are a white or dark meat fan. uh, I know there's a real line that splits them. There's some people that will have bits of uh, both. But if you're a real white meat fan, you'll just stick to the white. And if you're a dark meat fan, you'll stick to the dark. And you're probably thinking, so we have a small turkey. Uh, How did the dark meat get eaten? Well, as it turns out, I just happen to be very lucky in that my wife likes dark meat. So there's no fighting. I get the white, she gets the dark. We finish going through the turkey in no time and everybody's happy. And of course, cold turkey leftovers, as I said before, perfect for sandwiches. So everybody wins in our house when it comes to uh, turkey time. But let's take a look at some cool things about turkey. Number five on my list is that turkeys use stones to digest food. Now, if you have er, you know, ever had a bird in your house, and I mean, I'm thinking back when I was growing up, we had uh, budgies and parakeets, and it was quite common at the time to uh, make sure that there was some grit, some uh, small stones that they could eat, because that's how they would digest their food. Well, turkeys do the same. They use small stones, and the stones end up in what they call their gizzard, and we've all heard of turkey gizzards, but uh, that's actually where the stones basically grind up the foods that are digested and then help the turkey uh, system break down the food uh, further from there. The whole point of this is that turkeys and all birds, uh, they don't have teeth. And so they have to somehow digest the food somehow, and it is uh, through the use of stones or little small rocks. Number four on my list of cool things about turkey, 
Male turkeys, their heads change color. Uh, now, that's one of the reasons why they don't typically have feathers on their heads, is so that the colors can be very predominant. And primarily they change color at breeding season. So the color of a male turkey head can change from red to white to blue, uh, and in a matter of seconds. Now, the red color, in case you didn't know, that's uh, the one that attracts all the mates. So if you see a male turkey with a red head, chances are he's uh, looking for a mate. Number three on my list of cool things about turkey is that wild turkeys can actually fly. Isn't that cool? I mean, I don't know that I would have ever imagined that turkeys could fly because that's kind of, we've all been kind of programmed to believe it doesn't happen, but wild, okay, keep in mind the word wild, wild turkeys actually can fly. And they can fly up to 55 miles an hour. That's uh, 89, 90 kilometers per hour if you live on this side of the border. Now, the thing is, is that domestic turkeys, the ones that you and I pick up in the grocery store, uh, they can't fly. Uh, simply because, uh, why do you think that would be? Why don't you listen to the noise of the computers in the background for a second while you think that over. Well, the reason why domestic turkeys can't fly is because they're getting fattened up for market. Kind of makes sense to me when I uh, did a little research on that because I was scratching my head too. I'm thinking, so what's the difference, wild versus domestic? Well, yeah, it kind of makes sense because turkeys that are going to market uh, are worth more when they have some more fat on them or a little more beef, if you will, although beef is cattle, not turkeys. More meat, if they're meatier, how's that? Anyway, the heavier the turkey, because of uh, going to market, the uh, harder it is for that little guy to get off the ground and fly, and that just makes sense. Number two on my list of cool things about turkey is that you can tell males from females by looking at their, any guesses? Their poop, I'm not kidding you, their droppings. You can identify a male from a female by looking at their droppings. Now, the male's droppings, and I'm going to really try not to get terribly detailed here, uh, the shortened version is the male droppings are larger. There is a little more to it than that, but I'm just going to leave it at that. The, the male droppings are larger, and that's how you can basically tell a male from a female. I mean, aside from the, f the physical appearance of the, the males with the red heads and stuff like that, but uh, if, if you're following turkeys, for example, on a trail, uh, then you'll be able to tell if there's males or females that you're following. How's that? Tracking turkeys. There you go. Uh, number one on my list of cool things about turkey is that the males are the only ones who make the gobbling noise. I love that we say we're going to gobble down food. Because I'm sure if I was to do some research on the terminology, it probably is traced back to turkeys in some way, shape, or form. But as it turns out, it's males are the only ones that make that gobbling noise. And, as it turns out, it's a distinct gobble sound from one male to another. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's as unique as a fingerprint, but uh, they are different. And why do you think they make the gobbling noise? Primarily, they gobble to attract mates. That's how they call out and say, Hey, I'm over here. Check me out. Look at me. Look at how red my head is. Hey, come on, check me out. See how healthy I am. Or 
whatever the story might be that they're trying to say to attract a mate. Now, females, they do make noises, though. And, for example, if you've uh, been anywhere near a turkey farm, and there's actually one about 45 minutes away from where we live. It's been a while since I've been at it, but uh, there was one Thanksgiving issue of the uh, newspaper I owned that I uh, went out and shot some photos of the large pen full of turkeys uh, just uh, as a filler photo but also just to cross promote that it was that time of year again and I'm gonna guess now I'm gonna say this probably five or eight years ago I did this anyway what I wanted to say was I'm, I'm, I was quite surprised I was listening and there was a lot of noises coming from the pens but I don't recall hearing a whole lot of gobbling and as soon as I explain what I'm going to say here in a second it might make some sense to you because as I said males are the only ones that make the gobble noise but the females they make a noise too and the female sound is uh, primarily a chirp and a clucking noise and I most definitely remember a whole lot of clucking noises coming out of the pen when I was uh, taking photos of these uh, turkeys and by the way they were curious as hell too when I was uh, as soon as I got near the fence they all just kind of crowded towards me and I'm sure it was they're probably programmed to think that you know somebody getting near the fence is going to throw some food at them or something or it's feeding time or something like that so it was not hard at all to get pictures of these guys because they would just crowd the fence it was a wire fence um, not a I don't think it was a ch uh, chain link fence but uh, <laughs> chicken wire there you go I think it was a chicken wire fence anyway as it turns out it was really really simple for me to get photos of turkeys I don't know why I had a funny feeling I don't know if I got sent out on assignment or I did uh, if I did this on my own but I'm looking back on it now and I'm thinking gee I don't seem to recall whether or not I was certain it was going to be very easy to take these photos but I, uh, I remember pulling into the yard asking the person in the building uh, that I walked by if I could go in and take some photos I explained who I was why I was there they were happy because of course it's good free PR for them and so as I said I got towards and I seem to recall the this particular place had two or three large pens okay so when I say pens I'm talking you know, yard size, okay, they're not in a small little prison, okay, they're in quite large pens, and like I said, as soon as I got near one of them, uh, they just kind of checked me out, it's like, ooh, somebody's going to take our picture, well, I doubt that's what they were thinking, but they reacted very much like that, ooh, someone's going to take our picture, let's all get over there, and it was probably one of the easiest photos I ever recall ever taking, so... I have fond memories of turkeys. Anyway, as it turns out, uh, that's about it for turkeys. I know uh, if uh, you live over the border in the States, your Thanksgiving's not for a few more weeks. And uh, I have done a podcast talking about the uh, history of uh, Thanksgiving and the reason why the dates differ from the United States and Canada. And it'll be in the archive file somewhere. So I'm sure if you were to enter in the search window, if there's a search window on the particular uh source that you're looking at uh, for this particular podcast program if you entered thanksgiving or something i'm sure it would pop up otherwise just scroll backwards it'll be a year ago so you only have about 50 different episodes to go through to find it so it shouldn't take too long and uh, you just keep keep hitting the back button and sooner or later it's going to show up i'm sure that's how it works anyway That'll do it for this kind of uh, episode for uh, this week. I am going to be away for a little while. 
so I'm hoping to be able to squeeze in another podcast early in the week so uh, you don't miss one but if not I'll double up sometime and we'll be back on track I'm sure I'm trying to keep it uh, to a weekly podcast I haven't missed yet uh, but I don't know if my timing's going to work for me in the next week I'm thinking as I'm recording this live uh, of course it won't matter if you're listening to this as an archive a year from now but uh, or weeks from now or days from now but anyway that's pretty much where we are on this uh, scheduling i'm thinking out loud that uh, i hope to get another one for you uh shortly so that uh you have more podcasts to listen to and enjoy when i'm not here to share them with you anyway uh thanks again for tuning in it's ninja on the loose is the name of the program and uh you know if you are picking this up on uh, any particular source you know i really would kind of like to know uh, where you're picking up these podcasts Uh, i know they're on a lot of different programs Uh, i hosted on podbean Uh, i know it's available on itunes it's available on blueberry it's available on stitcher it's available on TuneIn. i think it's available on a couple other places but you know what I'd like to know, if you could do this for me, uh, just put in the show notes. Uh, there's a, a place underneath the podcast. There should be a place underneath the podcast where you can put in, uh, an entry. And just tell me where you're tuning in. Okay, I'm just kind of curious where the traffic is coming from because there's tons of traffic to these podcasts, and I'm really happy about that. But I'm kind of curious as to where the traffic's coming from. And uh, if you want, uh, why don't you just send me an email? And tell me where you're tuning in from, okay? Uh, my email address is loosink at gmail.com. Okay, if you could do that, that would be really cool. I'd like to know where you're picking up these podcasts, just so I have an idea. That's loosink at gmail.com. If I remember, I'll stick it in the program notes. Thanks again for tuning in, and have a great day.